Welcome to Tiger Paw Radio, the podcast that tackles all the challenges and opportunities of channel convergence. If you provide managed IT, managed print, VoIP, security, or other technology-driven services for your customers, this podcast is for you. Tiger Paw Radio, exploring channel convergence, one stripe at a time. Wes McDonald here. I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of TigerTube. And if you can't see us, that means you're listening in on Tiger Pod Radio. So thank you very much for that. Hey, while you're here, if you're on the resources page or on our YouTube channel uh, or listening to us on your favorite podcast uh, area, make sure to like and subscribe this episode. We do a lot of great learning content. And on that note, today I'm uh, very excited, obviously, to have a very special guest. And it's uh, Ben Thomas with Pro AV. And uh, Ben, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Wes. Thanks so much for uh, having me on the show today. Oh, are you kidding? Absolutely. I am uh, definitely not a pro AV enthusiast, but I am an AV enthusiast. Uh, We had that discussion. We were doing the prep stuff uh, for my home theater, which is a bit cobbled together, but I promise it's all really good stuff. (laughs) Look, it it runs together far much more, I think, than people want to admit these days. So uh, welcome to the community nonetheless. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hey, listen, Ben, nobody knows you better than yourself. uh, So would you mind introducing yourself quickly for audience? Absolutely. Yeah. So my name is Ben Thomas. I uh, am the head of Pro-AV here at MarketScale. So we are uh, basically an organization that really helps our partners, our B2B partners, uh, focus on their community-generated content, right? Leveraging existing teams, leveraging existing organizations, and really more empowering uh, the people in the community to have a voice, right? Um, So through that, have my own show called Pro-AV Today, where we bring on experts from across the industry, uh, talk about things, not only maybe some of those core pro av verticals but we get a little bit tangential from time to time so uh if uh you know if you want to listen learn a little bit more about the industry wes i think it's a great show for you to jump in on for sure too absolutely love it thank you very much hey and listen um you know one of the things we're facing all kinds of challenges no matter what you know channel we're in right and uh you know being a host uh, for a show like you uh speaking with a lot of different industries that you know, certainly there are uh, challenges that face, you know, just the way that we typically do business. First of all, is that the case with the Pro-AV uh, channel and uh, integrated technology industry? And and is it uh, sort of, you know, changing how they have to look at scaling and growth? It, it really is. So one of, one of the cool, th- well, I hate to say the cool thing that came out of the pandemic, but during the pandemic specifically, uh, you know, our, our, you know, we'll call it a little community. It's a pretty big community, but we'll call it our community. Uh, saw a lot of success with hardware sales, integrations, um, you know, traditional kind of sales and things like that. But what, what's happened uh, on the back end is that you're seeing this massive shift a little bit more towards the, what I call the as a service model, right? Where, uh, you know, product life cycles are extended, but we're at this weird crossroads where technology is advancing at an insanely fast rate. So, Really, one of the things that we're having a lot of conversations about as an industry right now is finding ways to continually create value uh, for not only our end users and buyers, but for the community as a whole, right? And and that is AV as a service, right? But it's a recurring revenue model for you know manufacturers, uh, integrators, distributors to to continually to serve that community. In my opinion, that's the biggest growth obstacle for us in the community right now. Yeah, and uh, I just want to touch on that for a second because, as I mentioned, as I'm uh, kind of an amateur enjoying, you know, the AV world, uh, that I did get an 85-inch uh, television, a Samsung. It's their top-of-the-line model. Uh, I won't say the price, but it was absurd. <laughs> it's expensive, yes. It is, but a phenomenal TV, right? But it starts to get me thinking when I'm looking at high-end, you know, sort of displays like that or anything else. 
it starts to, you know, make me think more like a car, right? Like, do I have the option to buy and do I have the option to, you know, finance, right? Because, you know, I, I very rarely get extended warranties on certain technologies because I know I'm going to be bored uh, before, you know, the next iteration, right? So that that's me as an AV consumer, right? So is that... Um, is that having some of you know the appeal is just that you know people can look at different ways that they can actually finance this and get newer technology more often? It is, yeah. That's that's one of the ways, and, and I'll kind of give this example, right? You're you're seeing this trend right now, obviously during the pandemic where there was a lot of remote and in, in this massive hybrid environment. And coming out of it, you you do still have some of that, right? But there's this large kind of mass return to office. And what's happened, you look at conference rooms, for example, right? During the pandemic, they kind of served. Uh, a smaller community, maybe three, four people in a conference room, and then bringing together all the remote individuals, right? And what we're what we're seeing now is with this influx of people coming back into the office, there's a need for obviously still some of those hybrid environments, but uh, you're you're looking at miking more people, you're looking at sound intelligibility, sight lines for people, things like that, conversations that weren't. Uh, being had necessarily at the scale they're 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 being had now. So when you look at the as a service model, kind of specifically, it's a great way to always be able to um, have somebody speak into that, right? As an integrator uh, and as a manufacturer on the AV side, we have good insight into what technology can do and some of the best ways to implement it. As to where you know maybe somebody who's an IT decision maker or even kind of the AV hobbyist at a company might not always know you know, the best practices outside of the technology, right? So there's a lot of different ways that we're seeing AV as a service jump in, but but one of those primary ways is, I'll call it long-term consulting, right? And then active replacement of gear, technologies. Uh, so I, I think those are a couple of great uh, ways that, that we're seeing the community continue to, to serve. Yeah, and I think we're still in the midst of, you know, kind of this work from anywhere mix, right? That we don't really have a solid understanding of how much is going to be back in the office, how much is going to be remote. And uh, it's kind of a great experiment, right? So I got to think that as a service offering for someone that has to have that blend of uh, remote work with the office without the full in commitment, right? Saying, I just don't know what it's going to look like a year from now. You know, don't worry about it. Here's a program we have for you as a service. We can shift it as we, as we move. I love it. Yep, absolutely. Um, How do you see this industry addressing the lack of standardized training and education for employees in the field? I know that's always a big problem, especially for businesses that kind of start off as, uh, I don't want to call them hobby businesses, but people that love what they're doing uh, discover they can actually make a living at it and then they get at it, but they may not be the best at, you know, kind of training and, and bringing people up in this space. So so what do you think, uh, you know, some of the things are, how, how the industry can actually address this to do a better job? Yeah, we we do, and I want to shout out organizations like Avixa uh, who who have the CTS program and things like that, who are doing a great job uh, on the, I'll call it the macro certification level, right? One of the things, and this isn't AV exclusive, this is really across B2B and enterprise specifically. One of the things that we're seeing is uh, oh, it's really difficult for people to come in cold to an industry, right? And uh, if I'm expected to go through 15, 20 hours of training right off the bat, I'm going to just miss a lot of stuff. So the best way that that not only our partners, but really in B2B across uh, you know the entire, in- every industry that we serve uh, you're seeing a lot more things like micro learning and micro skilling, right? As to where, you know, it might be traditionally like you look at a CTS certification. That's a little bit, that's much more macro, right? That's, uh, going through a little bit more of the project management side, the installation side, and it's great, right? It's fantastic to be CTS certified, but we run into these challenges from time to time where we have these CTS certifications. And because of the change in technology, people, 
may have missed something as basic as learning how to over under a cable, which is something that you have to know in the AV industry, right? Or how to terminate a cable or, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, signal flows and where you need amplifiers and things like that. Those are really micro skills that have such a massive impact on, on our jobs, our day-to-day jobs. So, uh, you know, one of the things that, like I said, across AV, but not only across AV, is you're seeing this this shift to kind of micro-skilling. Uh, and as products come out, as new services come out, as new technology comes out, making those incremental updates, right? Uh, it's it's an incredible way, you know, for our brain to handle things and process things and then build on skills that we already have. I love it. Yeah, and it, it, it does kind of remind me, I, I like to call it almost uh, uh, mentorship in a sense that, you know, you're not doing the whole thing uh, in one big tranche, but over time, I've done quite a bit of that uh, over my career and my own training is helping people, like you said, learn those micro lessons along the way, right? Really? Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things too, I'll call this out, and this is one of the, I mean, everybody in AV pretty much knows this. We have a bit of a recruitment problem, right? There's, we sometimes make it challenging for people to get into the industry. You know, a lot of the traditional paths are, um, musicians or hobbyists or people who are tangentially you know attached to technology find their way but we don't do a great job of uh, recruiting the newer people right and part of that is because there is a lot of tribal knowledge that that exists in the industry to where it's a little bit intimidating right so you know we talk about standardization we talk about micro learning one of the best places for us to roll that out as a community is it that one-on-one level, right? And, you know, not only does it work in pro AV, it works in, in a number of different industries, but with the technical specifications required in AV, it's very, very important for us to kind of level set as a community and have a point of entry, right? And not make it difficult for people to make that jump from, uh, you know, maybe another industry into AV. Yeah, and that is a common problem for some, I don't want to say niche uh, channels, but uh, where my pedigree comes from, you know, 20 years plus experience, is known as the office equipment channel. And anytime I'm at a party, people ask what I do for a living and say, oh, well, I work in the office equipment channel. Their eyes glaze over and I have to move on to my hobbies in a hurry, right? Like it's almost like the channel is invisible. Um, I don't, I, I'm not sure that AV suffers quite to that extent, um, but I'm very familiar with those challenges, you know, for trying to actually recruit people because they have no idea what it is in the first place. People aren't looking for it, right? Well, judging by people like my wife, where I could start talking about, uh, you know, resolutions and bit rates and her eyes glaze over pretty quickly, I, I, I recognize that people can be pretty intimidated by a lot of the specs coming in cold. I know. And uh, like uh, micro LEDs and local dimming and <laughs> all yes. these things, right? We don't even know what the heck's happening with TVs these days, much less being able to explain it to other people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Display technology is just off the charts, right? Wow. Hey, uh, I wonder if you can share with me, um, how do you see the role of technology and automation impacting the future of the pro AV and integrated technology industry, right? So we're obviously, TigerPod, we're an automation company, but uh, outside of what we do for business processes, what do you think that role is? Yeah, so there's there's a couple of different ways, right? The AV community, kind of like I said, we're at this weird crossroads of rapid technological innovation and extended product life cycles, right? Um, so, you know, we're we're seeing the demand for more function from a specific piece of hardware technology. And a lot of times what will happen is, so I'll use a camera for an example. I may say it's 2018, I roll out a new camera, uh, but then I'll make incremental upgrades, right? One of those upgrades might be AI facial tracking or, uh, you know, audio gating or specific beam targeting, things like that. That's really one of the ways that, that you see a lot of, uh, especially in hardware, you see those kind of incremental upgrades in AI and technology, 
but on a more macro level, I was I was actually reading about this yesterday. You know, uh, the Detroit Lions, the Detroit Lions Stadium uses artificial intelligence and facial tracking to actually in real time make adjustments to digital signage based on demographics. Right. So if if I'm in Section 232 and I, you know, I'm with a group of my friends or maybe a, a big group of people who are my age, we are going to get different targeted ads based on the people who are in that section, right? And and that's really the next generation of of how our hardware and our technology is enabling, you know, different industries, right? Whether it be the digital signage space specifically, you know, you talk about advertising, you talk about things like all the way to being able to predict, predict concession patterns, right? So there's a lot of different ways that we're integrating into technology. And it's not only from a hardware update standpoint, it is actually in uh, the evolution of things like digital signage, advertising, predictive analytics, things like that. Yeah, it's really neat to hear, uh, you know, about a different use case for computer vision altogether. I'm actually working right now in an e-guide for the alarm and security space and looking at different use cases uh, for that. What a great idea. I mean, that sounds very much like what you're doing on, you know, when they're tracking you on Facebook or using cookies on the website. And surprise, surprise, an ad for that, you know, thing that you keep checking out shows up in, you know, four of your different feeds, right? And it's just really neat to hear about that for, you know, the same can be done with sort of visual, uh, visual advertising on these displays. Wow, really cool. Yeah, and it was it was funny too. It, the context of the article, ironically, was uh, they were able to predict which sections based on beer sales were more <laughs> likely to have fights. Uh, so they like the initial application was so they could send more security. And then they're like, Oh, but we can like hyper target ads and update our digital signage. And, uh, you know, we just, we, we always find a way to shoehorn technology everywhere. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny to see how that evolved. Oh, I'm telling you, I love seeing these, you know, sidebar uses, right? So another one for computer vision, uh, although developed for object recognition and facial recognition, really for security, uh, Walmart uses it, um, to make sure that people that are using the self checkout are actually paying for the number of items that they have. So if you uh, walk through and they see that you actually move uh, 12 items into a bag, but you've only scanned 10, then that AI will kick in and alert the attendant to go over to that station and help you to scan those other items, right? <laughs> yes, subtle. Uh, I call them subtle suggestions or subtle nudge, uh, not, not nudges to people that are, that should be like, hey, some, something is off here. We don't know what it is because I'm a computer, but something is off here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guilty as charged. Uh, I was shopping through a self-checkout. I don't know. It was probably about six weeks ago and I grabbed the wrong uh, paper towel. And so when I saw the price come up, I said, oh no, that's like more expensive than I was going to pay. I ran it back. The lady helped, you know, take it out of the system. I went and grabbed the other pack and then proceeded to put up my cart and waved to her and start going out. And she goes, no, no, no. We were wrong on on that one being in the wrong place, but you still have to pay for the one you just took. <laughs> absolutely, exactly. Absolutely mortified, right? But um, exactly. You know, how can ProEV and in integrated technology providers effectively assess and identify new opportunities, right? So one of the things that I'm seeing, you tell me if you're seeing it in the ProEV space, is that um, channels which used to be very uh, separate are starting to really run into each other, right? That they're starting to do things that maybe they kind of, you know, left in other people's lanes. Um, a good example would be uh, physical alarm security providers are now also really having to take on cybersecurity uh, to make sure that they're giving that overall offering for the, the customer in that space. In the office equipment channel, uh, which is typically service copiers and printers, they are now moving into managed IT services. Um, some of them are doing other things in display technology. I know one dealer that's moved into uh, doing those uh, internal um, LED panels. 
uh, internally, just like the ones that you'd see in Times Square, but you know, for the inside of an office. And uh, we're seeing lots of that. So are you seeing that in Pro-AV and, and what are some of the opportunities? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that I like to say is that it, our AV industry is is a support industry, right? Or, or kind of that base level industry, almost like trucking would be, right? Where doesn't matter if you're, uh, you know, a fertilizer company or an aeronautics company, there is that common thread, right? Which is everything is distributed by truck, air, whatever. Uh, AV has become very similar, right? Where no longer is AV this kind of hyper-focused, okay, we're only going to be a technology industry where people come grab stuff from us and take it out. We're now the backbone for a lot of people, right? Whether it's things like experience centers, whether it's things like, uh, you know, hospitality installations and venues, you know, all the way up to and including things like healthcare, right? Where we're talking about mission critical applications for pro AV, patient tracking, things like that. You know, and, and one of the challenges had been that because naturally we're 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 a, a pretty tight-knit community but we've been a little bit exclusive at times and as you know different verticals like education and technology or hospitality or even things like courts right have needed us it took us a while to to fully adopt that because we we've been a little bit about ourselves but you know one of the places i'll use this example that I really love that AV has kind of gotten into is the uh, the gaming market. And by gaming, I mean like casino gaming. Okay. So you look at a state like Ohio who just legalized sports betting in like restaurants and retail locations. That's an entirely brand new market for most of us, right? You're talking about, you know, sure, you've got an integrator that has maybe historically put some TVs or a restaurant system in there, but now you've got fully integrated devices that are now OEM manufactured, that have display manufacturers, uh, that have ticket reader manufacturers, that have, you know, AI predictive analytics and cameras. So I, I love seeing the industry grow into markets like that, right? Um, and it's one of the things that we have to kind of be intentional about because no longer do people always just come to us and say, hey, give me this, give me this, give me this. We have to go out and we have to get out of the traditional Infocom, ISC, NAB, you know, IBC world and go to these shows like TCEA and ISTE and NRF uh, and even CES in some cases now, right? CES is an interesting show because it's largely consumer facing and it's, sure. look, I'll say it, it's largely a, an automated vehicle show these days, but uh, <laughs> we have to kind of find ways to jump into these new communities because we kind of have to make people aware that, that we exist uh, from time to time. But that's that's my two cents. I mean, there's a lot of great people doing verticalized work in the industry, and it, it would be it would be a crime to discredit the work that they're doing. But it's it, there's so much opportunity for us as an industry because we play that supporting role now, and we're not that nice to have. We're a have to have. Yeah, no, I think it's okay to point a finger on the fact that, yes, there are certainly some that are probably doing that well. Um, you know, but probably to agree that the majority aren't right. And we see that across all channels. I know that, uh, I am actually heading to, um, uh, ISC West, uh, I guess in, uh, March. And I was surprised to see a company because again, my pedigree uh, comes from the office equipment channel an office equipment dealer, uh, who was actually providing an all you can eat managed print service, which they'll be putting on display, you know, at this show, right. Un unheard of before, right? Like, so you know, the, these cross pollinations, we do have to experiment a little bit more, I think all of us and, you know, seeing how we can affect those verticals, right? Yeah, well, I love that example, too. I mean, especially when you talk about safety and security, the ISC West uh, organization and show has been wonderful, right? Now, what has happened, and, and you can speak to this as well, it, it kind of used to be these 
uh, integrated door monitors and right. window monitors. And, and now it's dang near almost exclusively everything's a video camera or a predictive, uh, you know, touchscreen or something like that. So it's it's so crazy to see how technology has advanced, but our community has had to jump on and, and help support that security role, which is not an industry that we were fully in previously. So I, that's, a, that's a great example. I love that you brought that up. Yeah, it's not. And and unfortunately, uh, there is a great series that HP put out uh, called The Wolf. It would actually starred uh, Christian Slater. And uh, it was a series about printer security, both physical uh, and, you know, uh, internal on the, you know, on the on the boards and the and the software. Right. So it, it is a neat thing when you think that there's that potential for those to, you know, to come together. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's actually a great little series, and I love Christian Slater. <laughs> Look, I'm always a fan of uh, brands creating their own content anyway, so uh, yeah. I definitely will go check that out. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, hey, listen, I, I like to call this the impossible question, and I ask it at the end of every interview. Um, but if there was one recommendation that you had for folks in the channel, you know, looking uh, towards the future of you know their industry and what they can do to embrace it, what would that be? Uh, it really, really simple. It's it's renew the focus on the end user. So uh, at the end of the day, the end user uh, is what's driving purchases in the AV industry. So whether it's things like UX or usability or even practical, hey, do they even need or want this? Renewing that focus, renewing that energy uh, into uh you know, co connecting with that end user is the number one piece of advice I would give. We get a little bit lost in our own world and our own channels sometimes. Uh, but at the end of the day, we are empowering people. Uh, we are empowering people to do their job or to have success in a specific area. So the more that we can stay in contact with them, I think always the better. Okay, that's great. I appreciate it. And if people are looking to get in touch with you for more information, how can they do that? Easy. Just email me, ben.thomas at marketscale.com. I'm, I'm pretty much always available and we'll probably, I'm probably at a show uh, near wherever you are at some point in the upcoming future. I, I don't like to keep my feet planted too long uh, down here in Dallas, but always happy to connect, always willing to learn and, and just kind of absorb knowledge, whether that's from somebody in Pro AV or whether that's somebody uh, in another industry. I like, like to be a sponge. So reach out to me and, and happy to chat. Well, that's great. We'll make sure we post the uh, email address uh, in the blog as well. And uh, for everyone that's tuned in today, either watching or listening, no matter which platform you've joined us from, make sure to subscribe, like, and if you have the opportunity uh, to give us some of your own comments, what are your thoughts on the pro AV industry and uh, some of the ways that we can you know, grow together in the future? So until next time, everybody, keep learning. And so we come to the end of another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. If you'd like to listen to more great learning content to help you grow your business, please be sure to visit www.tigerpaw.com and click on the Resources tab. You can also subscribe to your favorite podcast platforms to be sure you never miss another episode. And until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and keep that inner tiger strong.